your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to all of you out there in podcast world. You are listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. My name is Sarah Affampato. I am your host here today as we talk to some of our local experts across the Locked On NHL network all about what is going on with their teams. You can usually hear me on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You can also hear me on Wednesdays here on this very show uh, where Tom Gazzola and I break down some of the big news from across usually the Western Conference, but well, we're we're adapting for this year, uh, but yeah, that's where you can also hear me on this network. Today, we are talking about some of the biggest stories across the league, and we're leading off with the surprise news that Corey Crawford, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks, recently signed with the New Jersey Devils, has announced that he is retiring from hockey. So Locked on Devils host Trey Matthews is with us first up today to go over that situation and... Uh, see what's next in net for the Devils. Next, we're already having some COVID problems and the season hasn't even started yet. Kenneth Nash, host of Locked On Dallas Stars, is here to break down what that means for his team and the postponed games that they're going to have to make up, maybe, at some point in time. And it's not a hockey season without some early trade rumors. And right now, they're hitting the Columbus Blue Jackets Locked on Blue Jackets host Jay Forster is here today to let us know what exactly is happening with Pierre-Luc Dubois and what the Blue Jackets might be looking for in return for their number one center. So let's head to New Jersey right now with Trey Matthews to say goodbye, let's say, to Corey Crawford. Now, not to give listeners too much of a peek behind the curtains, but uh, this is the second take of the upcoming segment that you're going to hear because uh, we got a little bit of revised news after we recorded the first time, uh, so figured we'd give you the most up-to-date information, uh, and that is about now former New Jersey Devils goaltender Corey Crawford, who announced on Saturday morning that he is officially retiring from hockey. So I've got Trey Matthews, host of Locked on Devils, here to go through the situation for us. So what can you tell us about uh, sort of what led up to this, about what have we known publicly about what has been going on with him that has led him to this decision? Well, sir, a few days ago, there was uh, reports that he wasn't on the schedule for training camp, and a lot of people grew uh, suspicious of what was going on. So uh, there were some uh, pictures that were released on Twitter of what the schedule was looking like for the New Jersey Devils for their training camp uh, that specific day. And you notice that Corey Crawford was nowhere to be seen. So people were making speculations as to what was happening. Obviously, I was trying to ask my colleagues of the hockey writers of what was going on. And, you know, there was all sorts of speculations. And uh, you, you're not the only one who had to do a second take. So uh, my, my show, uh, my show's last episode that aired on Saturday, that was actually my second take of recording it because my first take, I felt like was a little insensitive as to what was going on because I didn't have enough information and I was reporting on something that I didn't know. So a few days later, uh, there were reports and New Jersey Devils also released a statement stating that Corey Crawford decided to uh, step away from the team 
due to personal reasons. And I say it on my show, I wouldn't be surprised if he would have retired because obviously uh, with everything that's been happening with the pandemic, his injury history, also that this was probably his last stop anyway. Just so many factors leading up to it. I think uh, he just ultimately decided that it was time to step away from the game of hockey. hockey, And you know what? I, I respect his decision. Yeah, he is someone who we all know ha- has a long history of having concussions. And, you know, obviously we don't know what went into his decision. But, you know, I think that anyone who kind of gets to make the choice for themselves to to step away rather than having that choice made for them, you know, I, I think that at least he got to go out kind of a little bit on his own terms. But uh, I, I'm sure that this throws a little bit of a wrench in the plans uh, for the New Jersey Devils. So what does the picture look like in goal now that Crawford is officially uh, not going to be coming back, is not going to be part of their plans for the future? We're in a difficult situation because obviously we are only a few days away from puck drop for uh, the New Jersey Devils when they take on the Boston Bruins on uh, January 14th. And um, uh, right now it's looking like uh, that it's going to be Mackenzie Blackwood still going to be the starter with his backup being Scott Wedgwood. And Scott Wedgwood is someone who you want as your third string goalie, not your second string. So uh, obviously there's a, a gap to fill in, but obviously with free agency having already passed and most of the teams just right now are, you know, re-signing guys that were already on the roster last year and uh, contract extensions, whatnot. Uh, you know, New Jersey Devils did that with uh, Votnin and uh, Blackwood recently. Uh, the, the, the question is, what do we do now? Because there aren't that many goalies on the market that we can sign. Could we do a trade? Yes, but I don't think there's going to be a team that's willing to do a trade this early when they have their roster set. So honestly, we are uh, in a predicament right now. And uh, yeah, uh, just just so much was happening with Corey Crawford. We were really excited to see him, uh, you know, put on the devil's uniform and basically uh, help Mackenzie Blackwood try to get to that uh, next level status. Because what can you say more about Corey Crawford? Um, just one heck of a career from uh, two Stanley Cup victories to a couple all-star game appearances. Uh, He's won the Jennings Trophy before, you know, all rookie team back in um, back in 2011. So obviously, um, it, it's a big loss to the Devils, even though he hasn't even put on a Devils uniform yet. Now it looks like, like you said, Mackenzie Blackwood's going to be getting uh, more starts, maybe even than they had anticipated him getting. Uh, what's what's his story? I know that he has kind of uh, gotten a little bit of a chance, especially last year with uh, how much uh, Corey Schneider kind of struggled. What kind of goaltender is he? How do you think that he is going to fare, given that he is now going to be thrust into the starter role, maybe a little sooner than than expected? Okay, hot take for the day. Mackenzie Blackwood would be considered one of the best goalies currently if he had a better defensive system. So uh, to put it in better terms for the, for the average sports fan, uh, he's like a starting pitcher who has a low ERA, but a bad record. And most of that is just because of lack of run support. So I think for Mackenzie Blackwood, he just needs, he, he, he needs a better defensive system to help him out because when you look at Mackenzie Blackwood's uh, numbers, yes, uh, nothing really, you know, sticks out about him. Like what, what he did last season uh, doesn't really strike you as remarkable because if we look uh, last season, he played in 47 games, had a win-loss record of 22-14, and 14, and he had a goals against average of 2.77 and a – safe percentage of 915. So obviously, 
it, it doesn't strike you as amazing. But at the same time, you have to think about what was happening with the New Jersey Devils because uh, their defensive system, they had they were in the bottom tier of the league uh, of goals against average, uh, shots against, whatever the case might be. Uh, just just overall defense was very, very, very poor, and Mackenzie Blackwood had no help. So uh, for Mackenzie Blackwood, if the defense can improve, and that's why they added someone like Ryan Murray. Now if Ryan Murray can stay healthy and Subban can, you know, improve a little bit, you got Severson, you know, we got Votnin back, Butcher, Smith, whatever the case might be. We need those guys to step up and just help Mackenzie Blackwood so that way he can put the league on notice as one of the most underrated goalies currently in the league. Well, it's going to be a little bit of trial by fire for him, but uh, we'll be excited to see how this young goaltender steps up this season. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show uh, kind of the second time today. Uh, for people who want to hear more from you, who kind of want to follow along with the Devils season as they uh, head into the unknown, uh, where can they find you and your show on the internet? Okay, so you can find the Locked On uh, Devils uh, show wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, like I said, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, my personal Twitter is TreyMatt4, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four. And also follow my Locked On Devils page where I talk about the Devils all the time. So, uh, yeah, that, that's where you can find me. Thanks to Trey for joining the show. We're going to go to Dallas coming up next. But first, there is so much going on in the sports world. We've got the NFL playoffs happening. We've got basketball going on. We've got baseball starting to make some noise a little bit, kind of. And of course, hockey is coming back. We're getting ready to play. We're getting an idea of what all the teams are going to be looking like. And if you are, you know, a person who likes to make predictions about things, well, there's only one place that has you covered for all of that and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Of course, the picture is changing day by day, minute by minute in some cases for hockey teams as we learn who is injured, who is coming back ahead of schedule, who is looking really great in training camp. And you may find yourself wanting to, you know, put some money down on Igor Shosturkin maybe to say, maybe he somehow wins the Calder. Or maybe you're just like, no, it's going to be Alexei Lafreniere. It's just going to be him. Whatever your prediction is, whatever you think is going to be happening this year in hockey, you can go to betonline.ag, see if future you will be really happy about the decisions that today you made. So don't sit on the bench anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, of course, 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Now we go to the Dallas Stars to figure out what is happening with their team as... They have missed practices and had to postpone games already uh, because of a small-ish COVID outbreak uh, among their players and staff. So Locked on Stars host Kenneth Nash is here now to tell us all that is going on in Dallas. 
So the season hasn't even started yet, and we're already seeing some teams have to make adjustments because of COVID. And one of those teams, one of the first ones really to uh, have have an announcement made about some uh, surprise changes is the Dallas Stars. So today I've got with me here on the show Kenneth Nash, host of Locked on Stars, uh, to, to give us the lowdown on what is happening. So I, I guess we'll just we'll open it up with the big question of what happened in Dallas? Yeah, so uh, the, the Stars, like you know, like the rest of the NHL, were in the midst of uh, training camp. They do their training camp in Frisco, Texas. And uh, news came down uh, on Thursday, which was the team's first, uh, first day off. They had scrimmaged on Wednesday, and then Thursday was their first day off, that uh, there were positive tests coming out, and it kind of worked its way out through some, some local channels. I know uh, Saad Youssef and Sean Shapiro, who, who have covered the team for the Athletic, uh, confirmed that there was a positive case for players, and slowly but surely, uh, the, the the cases started to kind of pile up. And, uh, and then the NHL released a statement along with a restatement from the Stars. And in the end, it sounds like it was six players in total testing positive, and then two staff members. And uh, that obviously caused training camp to be shut down, and and you know put pretty much their preparations for the season and their start to the season on hold. Has there been any any indication of you know I know a lot of other teams have had uh, you know, named guys who are unfit to play or whatever. Has there been any indication from the stars of, you know, who exactly they're going to be missing for the, for this time, or have they just kind of kept it general of some guys are not, uh, not able to play at the moment? There's not really been any indication of, of who would be missing it. And it, because we've, we've had, there was a trio of players. Uh, I believe it was, it was Joel Esperance, uh, Jason Robertson and, I'm drawing a blank on who the third player was. They were unfit to play on Wednesday, uh, but it was just unfit to play. That was the only designation given. Um, beyond that, though, we really haven't heard anything else. Joe Pavelski had missed the first couple of days of training camp, but that was due to an injury, and he was on the ice, I believe, Tuesday. So he was there. Um, and then we can pretty much safely confirm that it would it probably, at least there's a, chance, a good chance it wasn't Anton Hudobin because he had not joined the team yet. He was still working through his quarantine period coming back into the country. But beyond that, we don't really have a whole lot of indication of who it was and who it wasn't. It's really just, you know, guesswork at this point. Um, and, you know, because of the unfit-to-play designation the NHL has kind of provided, there's a good chance you won't necessarily know, especially since it's training camp and, and everything's on pause anyways. Now, of course, without knowing who it is, it makes it a little hard to sort of guess who's going to step up and fill those roles if the team does have to start playing before everyone is cleared. But who, who are sort of some of the, the next men up, maybe the, like the taxi squad guys or people who you expect to see getting their shot uh, with the stars as soon as roles happen to open up for, for whatever reason, whether it's injuries or COVID like right now? Yeah, well, I can tell you the first one, and, and, and he's got a shot purely because the stars are going to be without uh, – Tyler Sagan for a good chunk of the first part of the season. The, the one that Stars fans are going to want to see and have their eyes on is top, you know, top forward prospect Ty Delandria. He uh, was with the team during the bubble. He's, he's gotten some time on the ice, but has, has spent last year in the, uh, in the OHL, had a great season with the Flint Firebirds. You know, he would put up 70 points in 47 games for Flint in 2019-2020. He's kind of the, the main guy that fans want to see. He's probably the, the next up. Uh, in terms of creativity, you know, that, that big-time point provider. Um, so that's, that's kind of who what people would look towards, and then Jason Robertson would be up there as well. They've got some good depth in, in their forward group. It would all depend on who is out and who's unavailable, if there's anybody like that. And the same thing with their blue line, you know, their defensemen. They've got six solid 
NHL defenseman, but you look beyond that, guys like Taylor Fadoon uh, would be in the mix, a guy like Joel Hanley, who scored his first career goal in the Stanley Cup final. And then, of course, their other, their other top skating prospect, which is Thomas Harley, who's fresh off of a silver medal with uh, Team Canada at the World Juniors. He, will have, he was supposed to join the team, uh, I think, Thursday. So he actually hasn't been a part of training camp yet. Um, but he's kind of the one that's on a bubble. If, if some guys on that blue, blue line group get kind of knocked out, he would be the one that people would want to see because he's very, very talented, young defenseman, 19 years old, great skater, uh, great forward-minded defense, uh, defenseman. But those are some of the guys that I think would step up. And then in net, they're obviously without Ben Bishop. So you're looking at Anton Hudobin and Jake Ottinger as your one-two to open up the season. If, if something happens to one of those guys, and you're looking at Colton Point or Landon Bow, Colton Point would be the third goalie, and then Landon Bow would be the fourth if you were to miss Anton Hudobin or, or Jake Ottinger for any amount of time. Now, this has, of course, meant that the Stars have had to postpone their opening games uh, of the season. Is there any indication when those games are going to be rescheduled? What's sort of the picture look like for their beginning of the season now that their uh, planned openers are not going to go as expected? Yeah, so they were supposed to open the season Thursday, the second, kind of the second day of of opening days, because, you know, a lot of the teams start on the 13th. They start on Thursday, the 14th at the Florida Panthers and play a back-to-back that Thursday and Friday. Those two games have been postponed, and then they're supposed to play Sunday at Tampa Bay. That game has also been postponed. Now, they're supposed to still, as of now, their game Tuesday the 19th at Tampa Bay is still on schedule. Uh, As far as when these games might be rescheduled, you know, the NHL kind of built in a little time at the end of the year to account for this. They do have an at Florida, at Tampa Bay road trip um, scheduled at the end of February, so it's potential they could fit one or two of those games in there and then maybe look to fit the, the second Florida game in at the end of the season. But there's not necessarily been a whole lot of indication other than they plan to reschedule these games. Um, from a Stars perspective, you know, the, 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 big, the, the big takeaway from their perspective of, of how to start the season was, you know, to, to be blunt, you would have gotten to start the season at Florida, who is not probably one of the stronger teams in this Central Division. You would have had two road games at Florida to start the year before then having to go to uh, Tampa Bay, who obviously they, they lost to in the Stanley Cup final. Now you're starting the season at Tampa Bay. So it's, it's, a, it's a big jump up and, and not necessarily – you went from probably the, you know, one of the, the bottom dwellers, maybe you know, with maybe just the uh, Detroit Red, Red Wings below them in the central, you know, talking about the Florida Panthers, to now you're taking on the, uh, the central division favorites in, in Tampa Bay. So uh, a tougher start to the season, especially if they're going to be missing some players. It, we'll just kind of have to see how it all works out and who gets in the lineup and how things work. Sounds like it's going to be a developing situation for the Stars. And we, of course, all hope that everyone uh, ends up healthy and that there's no uh, no further issues with the team. And uh, we'll just cross our fingers that the rest of the season goes uh, as expected and doesn't have uh, any more things like this. <laughs> Thank you for jumping on the show today to share uh, what is going on with the Dallas Stars. For people who want to know more or want to follow along with this situation as it develops, where can they find you and your show out? there on the internet yes you can find my you can find my personal twitter account that's where i do most of my interacting at kenneth underscore nash 19 and then uh, obviously we're at locked on stars part of the part of the locked on nhl network um and then uh, we put out daily shows so just if you want to catch up spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast uh catch up on all the latest on the dallas stars Thanks to Kenneth for joining us on the show. We're going to close things out by heading to Columbus with Locked on Blue Jackets host Jay Forster. That's coming up next. But first, if you have not already gone to BuiltBar.com, 
and investigated BuiltBar.com and perhaps bought yourself some Built Bars, I think that maybe you should go take care of that right now because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It comes in 18 amazing flavors and they're always introducing new limited edition special flavors. They just stopped selling a cookie dough Built Bar and I am no joke furious that I forgot to buy it before it went away because it just sounds amazing. So if you're, you know, better than me at checking websites and reading the emails that you get from companies that you have bought things from before, you would know that Built Bar has great limited edition flavors, plus the standard variety that you can always get, which includes cookies and cream, mint brownie, banana bread, coconut, and many more. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are just super delicious all around, and they're great for you. They're great if you're health conscious. They're great if you just want a snack. They're low in calories, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, and again, just real fun to eat. So do yourself a favor, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now remember, it is not too late to listen to the Locked On NHL season preview series on this very podcast, the Locked On NHL podcast. Get intel on all 31 teams and fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, if you missed it, just scroll back up to last week. All of the episodes are there. You hear from each of our hosts all about their teams and their predictions. So go find it on your favorite podcast app of choice. Now, Columbus has yet another star looking for a change of scenery, allegedly. Locked on Blue Jackets host Jay Forster is here to tell us what exactly is going on with Pierre-Luc Dubois. There are now, uh, it's it's a little more than rumors, I would think, about uh, Columbus Blue Jackets forward Pierre-Luc Dubois signing a bridge deal, but making it known that he is wanting to move on from Columbus. So today we've got Locked On Blue Jackets host Jay Forster on the show to uh, tell us what is going on in Columbus. So what is going on in Columbus with uh, your large center man? Well, honestly, I don't know that anyone really knows the answer to that, except maybe like Dubois, Kekalainen and Dubois' agent. Um, it was all like, I talked about this a little bit on, on the pod, but there was nothing for like a month and a half. There was no news. There was, you know, conversations had stalled and they started again and they stopped. And then like New Year's Eve, someone made a comment saying, oh, there's rumblings that Dubois wants out of Columbus. 20 minutes later, he signs with Columbus and then like a day or two later, it was Pierre Lebrun was on the radio somewhere talking about how he was told by a different Columbus Blue Jackets player that, yeah, Dubois does want out. Uh, it's nothing to do with Tortorella or the team or anything. He just wants, quote, a bigger stage, end quote, which is what we heard from Artemi Panarin a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds pretty familiar, uh, familiar language from, from that whole Uh, that whole scene as well you know what what is kind of Columbus's picture like is this kind of another you know I I know over the past few years they've sort of been making big moves at the trade deadline trying to get further and further in the playoffs Uh, do do you think that they're going to want to hold on to him uh, despite maybe this rumor of him wanting to leave or do you think that they kind of start trying to work towards uh, finding a way to 
make him happy, but also get back uh, something useful in return. Uh, I think nothing happens until we get a little bit into the season, if the season happens, frankly. Um, because on the one hand, obviously we traded for Max Domi this offseason. He's going to be our second line centre. Uh, I liked what I saw from him in the scrimmage that they had a couple of days ago. There's another one tonight uh, that I will probably tune into. Um, and so if we have you know a legitimate commodity there, in Max Domi, then I could see us trying to move Dubois. If it turns out that Domi is not the number one centre that we, or the, even the number two centre that we need, uh, I could see us trying to hang on to Dubois because if we get rid of Dubois and we don't have another option, that's that's kind of the, that's where we've been for a couple of seasons now is hoping that we will have more than one actual centre on this team and not just Dubois and a bunch of bottom six left wings filling in where they can. It's all of the uh, Cleveland monster just... It's just all of the... Yeah, it is it is Nick Foligno or it is children. Like, that's those are our centre options at the minute. That's not a pretty picture, I think, for uh, for the future of the team. So if they were to make this kind of deal, if they were to send him on his way because he wants a bigger stage... Uh, you know, A, that that kind of limits the number of teams that he would go to. And I think that was also part of the issue with Panarin of if you want a bigger stage, there aren't many, there, there's only a handful of teams that I think would really qualify as bigger stage. So it automatically sort of limits the moves they can make. But what what would the Blue Jackets be looking to get back in exchange? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that a uh, number one quality center would be probably on that list. But uh, what what would you be thinking? Yeah, definitely. If we can't get a comparable player to Dubois, then, you know, something like maybe a prospect at centre and then a first round pick would be what I'd want. I think we're going to talk about this in a little bit more detail at a later date. But, you know, someone like uh, Alex Turcotte from the Kings, which I know that, you know, the Kings probably don't want to get rid of, but, you know, a player like that plus pick would be kind of where I was where I was looking in the hopes that either he turns into that number one center or we can draft a number one center because like the thing is Dubois is the third overall pick you know he's not Austin Matthews he's not Connor McDavid but he is there's a lot of value to be had there I think yeah and it also seems like he's just kind of now hitting his stride as a player uh, you know, over the past couple of years has really kind of emerged. So I, I think that it's going to be a big haul. Yeah, exactly. He's only 22. Yeah. Oh, no, really? He's that so, young? Yeah, he's like, he was drafted in 2016. So he's like 20, he's 21, 22, which I hate. Oh, I thought he was a good couple of years older than that. That's terrible. Uh, well, yeah, like that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a big move. If the Blue Jackets do that, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't quite put it on, you know, blockbuster or like it was one for one level trade. But uh, I think that if that happens, it'll be uh, it'll it'll make some news, let's say. Uh, I could see it being on the level of, you know, uh, to keep with the Blue Jackets theme, the Johansson Jones trade from from a few years back. Now, that kind of we're giving up our number one center, but here have a franchise player. You know, I don't think it's going to be it's not going to be Hall for Larson or Subban for Weber, but I feel like we could very well do like a one-for-one. I'm just not sure who that other one 
might be. Both teams get something that they want out of it, which I think is, you know, the most important part of doing a trade. There is some other things going on with the Blue Jackets. We will wrap up with the other big news uh, that came out recently, which is that uh, the Blue Jackets had to cancel practice recently uh, because quite a number of people, maybe, maybe not, possibly, who knows, have COVID or had exposure to COVID or whatever. Uh, what is the situation with the Blue Jackets? Are they all back on the ice yet? Uh, what's what's going on? It was Thursday, I believe. They all had, they had like a, they were supposed to have a full team practice and then like 17 guys were missing and no one would say anything. Uh, they weren't labeled unfit to play or anything. They just were being held out of practice due to uh, an overabundance of caution in line with the NHL's covid procedures i believe was was the tweet so they all missed one day of practice and then the next day everyone was back except miko koivu who has been labeled unfit to play and uh elvis muslikins was missing uh he was not held out due to covid and they have said that his absence is not covid related but beyond that we don't really know so i don't i'm not sure what the what the problem was whether it was you know there was a holdup in tests or uh, they like the contract tracing was late coming back or maybe Koivu has contracted it and they had to figure out who was in contact with him and who wasn't before they could do anything else, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know that there was a, a as big an issue as say, you know, the stars who've had six players test positive uh, but it worries me a little bit that they were like, okay, one day that's enough. Everyone come back. We'll just, we'll just cross our fingers that it was just a clerical issue or something and not the NHL being a little too NHL about this. Yeah, like I like to think that they wouldn't do that. But also I know the NHL like as an organization and I don't trust them as far as I could throw a hockey puck quite frankly. Well, that's uh, that's the interesting pickle that your team is in. And uh, we, of course, will keep an eye on what's going on, uh, both with the possible maybe, maybe not COVID situation. And of course, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who might be on the move at some point. Uh, for people who want to hear more from you, who want to maybe start listening because they are interested in acquiring a big number one center, uh, where can they find you and your show on the internet? Uh, so you can find Locked on Blue Jackets at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jay the Goalie. Uh, I will likely be yelling more and more about Pierre-Luc Dubois' situation as as it gets closer. Uh, obviously, the season starts soon, so you can enjoy uh, lots of salty comments about, uh, for example, the Carolina Hurricanes. So that, if, that's, if you want more salt in your Twitter diet, I am the person to go to most excellent well thank you for jumping on the show and uh good luck with uh all you've got going on there yeah fingers crossed thanks to jay for joining the show that about wraps it up for me today thank you to all of you for listening thank you to all of our great hosts our local experts for joining me on the show make sure you come back tomorrow as mike de stefano and joe DiBiase take you through some of the biggest news from the north and the east divisions this year so that is tomorrow on locked on nhl you can find this show on twitter at locked on nhl pods make sure you subscribe there because we are 
sending out lots of great fun tweets about all of the great work that people are doing across this network. So you might just discover a new favorite show or figure out what your best rival is up to. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah for King's Hot Takes and general complaining, I guess. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. Tell your friends all about it. Go right now. Find one friend who's a hockey fan who isn't listening to this show. Send them the link. Get them to listen and uh, make sure they're on board before the season starts in just a couple of days. That is it for us here today. Until next time, this has been Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.